Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars, and we have reached the end for now in our series of our most favorite lines. Oh, yes. 
we have taken the long journey, the original trilogy, the prequels, the standalone films, and the sequel trilogy era. And today we are going to be ranking our favorite lines in The Rise of Skywalker. And of course, to do that with me is the wonderful, the insightful, the Jedi-like Joseph Scrimshaw. <laughs> I am happy to be here and try very hard uh, to walk on the light side like a good Jedi like this movie demonstrates. Uh, this whole project has been a ton of fun to really think about each movie, how they connect, but also just kind of the identity of the movie itself from the the fun lines to the lines that really build the meaning of the individual uh, films. And I'm so happy to get to this one because Rise of Skywalker is a very line rich movie for me. Line rich is a great way to describe it. Maybe we can get a Brian Ward t-shirt for that one. Just <laughs> line rich. Um, Cause here's the thing. We, we, we say it a lot to the point of, of it's a joke and almost become wallpaper. Like you don't take us seriously, but every time we do a ranking, it is very hard. We only do five. We do some honorable mentions and in star Wars, when you're ranking things, and this is a fun version of ranking, um, there's going to be a lot of things that you want to get to, but you just kind of said it. Like last week, out, last time out, Solo, I was like, is this the most quotable Star Wars film? And then Rise <laughs> of Skywalker comes along, and I'm like, this might be the most quotable Star Wars film. And what I mean by that isn't like the all-time catchphrases. I would say the original trilogy, we all grew up, not all, most of us, you know, grew up with that, right? And, and even if you watch the prequels uh, first, you go to the original trilogy 20 years ago, same, same, same. And, and we're just, we, pop culture has just lived with the original trilogy lines for so long. But the rise of Skywalker comes along. And when I say most quotable, Joseph, what I'm talking about is life advice, uh, humor, uh, uh, deep thoughts, philosophical things. Like it's just bursting at the seams with these lines when you break them down by line. I, I so agree. And uh, this will be the first of many times we're probably going to say this caveat. But we know that this is a movie that uh, that some people really struggle with. Some people strongly dislike uh, here on Four Center. Uh, both Ken and I really like this film. Admit uh, or not admit uh, wrestle with some of our own flaws. But in the big picture, really love this film, emotionally moved by this film. And I think because it's the the culmination, it has so many lines that for me are really rich with meaning about this story uh, in this film, but also just the whole overall saga of Star Wars. And I just think it's a well-written script where there are like just a lot of zippy, funny lines as well, really mm -hmm. quotable fun lines. And then as always with Star Wars, some of those lines that like, uh, when the person, the writer typed this, this was not meant to be the show-stopping iconic line, but because it's Star Wars and we fall in love with weird things, you know, it's a trap becomes one of the, what's, what's one of the greatest quotes ever. When the fish guy says, it's a trap. Like, yeah. you know, I don't think the person who scripted that was like, I nailed it. Best line ever written, right? Uh, but those those lines that become sort of iconic uh, in fandom. And, and this movie has a ton of those too. It, de it does indeed. And then when, you know, when you and I are making these, these lists for these lines, yeah, I think you and I go through the same process. You kind of uh, just think about, all right, what, what jumps out without even watching the movie or looking at a, at an article that, you know, you can, you can type in best lines in any movie and you're going to get an article with 50 best lines from PB's big adventure. <laughs> list those. Um, we do that. And then, and then a lot of times what I've discovered, particularly with like solo was a big switch and even last Jedi. Lines that I was like, oh, 100%, I'm going to have this line in here and it's going to be maybe a top one or two line makes my honorable mentions list because when I'm focused on it uh, on a line by line basis, it, it hits me in a different way than just taking in the movie uh, uh, overall. You know, it, 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 the lines that I could apply to my life, lines that didn't hit me in the theater as much as they do now. There's just a lot, a lot of things to choose from there. 
Yeah, absolutely. One of the lines that I thought was going to be like my absolute favorite got bumped to honorable mentions because there are so many. And you, yeah, you look at your list. And for me, like I, I want to represent a little bit of all the flavors of the movie, if at all possible. Uh, yeah, we, we put a bonkers amount of thought into these. <laughs> bonkers indeed. So let's not hesitate any longer. Let us go back to December of 2019. So long ago and episode <laughs> nine, the rise of Skywalker. We're going to work our way from five to one, beginning with Joseph's number five. Yeah. My number five uh, is from a, a character that uh, you might know if you're a fan of Star Wars, it's Luke Skywalker. Uh, my initial list, uh, I had one list that could have been all Luke Skywalker lines and one list that could have been all Sheev Palpatine lines. They were really competing uh, to dominate my list, but I wanted to boil it down. I uh, wanted to start with a line that uh, I think about a lot that means a lot to me, but I think just really captures uh, a lot of what is going on in the sequel trilogy and this film in particular. And that is when Luke Skywalker says, a thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight. Um, it has been, it just hit me like a ton of bricks uh, from the trailer. I remember being in a hotel in Chicago for Star Wars Celebration and talking about this line in our reaction yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, into uh, a cell phone, I think. We <laughs> yes. Yeah. And just, yeah, I love the line in the trailer. Uh, it, it exists in the film as well. But, the, uh, you know, it's, it's slightly varied, but it's a, the, the same message. And for me, um, this is just great uh, wise pulp writing mm -hmm. um, that Star Wars has a kind of pulpy adventure serial where sometimes characters can talk in a sort of uh, heightened, not a everyday, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, vernacular. And it has that great flair. So it sounds deep and meaningful of a thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight. Um, so I love just kind of like the tone of it, the flavor of it, the fact that it's a uh, Luke Skywalker is now the holder of wisdom he went through his journey of challenge in The Last Jedi. Uh, he has, through peace and purpose, passed into the Force, and now he has uh, the clarity that he struggled with toward the end of his life, and it's uh, all coming out in, in order to benefit Rey. But the actual meaning of this line, right? Uh, a thousand generations live in you now. Uh, I always argue that Star Wars always has been a generational story. The very first story, Obi-Wan is mysterious about this lost past. Uh, Luke wants to become a Jedi like his father before him. Uh, it's always had an element of nostalgia in the generational. Uh, but the sequel trilogy to me is explicitly about how does the, the older generation that's been through a lot pass on the best of what they have uh, mm -hmm. to the present and acknowledging unlike Kylo's, you know, uh, angry kill the past attitude that the past is real and uh, we can learn from it. We can benefit from the best parts of it. All that big generational idea is in there and a thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight. But also to me, um, one of the reasons I love rise of Skywalker is I think it supports two central ideas in star Wars and one is this whole kind of a, a symbiont idea that we are all connected uh, through the force. We are all one. What happens to one of us matters to the other. So this idea like the past isn't some long ago thing. The people existed are connected to you. We're all connected. You know, I get that sense from the thousand generations live in you. So there's a lot in Rise of Skywalker that is about the group and about everyone working together, everyone being connected. But then Star Wars, in this great morality play way that, that Lucas wanted to create for 12-year-olds, also 
always says, but you matter as an individual. If everybody matters, you matter. And your individual choices absolutely matter. And the ball is going to be passed at different points. And you're going to have these choices all through your life of, you know, in little ways and in big ways. Do you want to uh, choose the light or the dark? And the fact that what Luke is saying is it's reality is generational. We are all connected. But right now, in this moment, it's on you, kid. Your choices matter as an individual. Mm. This is big. And I got to tell you, I lost the bet. I thought this was going to be at least your one or two. Uh, which just, <laughs> this, this list is going to get really exciting. Um, love this line. I love everything about what you're saying here because this is both so much about Ray, right? So much about Ray and her story. And, and, uh, not to immediately like get go to a grumpy spot, but sometimes when I'm when I'm arguing, and I did it this past weekend in a in a bar after an, a, a trivia event, arguing with some people <laughs> about what the film's trying to tell us, and there's a lot of great what ifs about what if this had happened in the movie, what if this and da 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 da. But anytime someone suggests that that there should have been an army of force ghosts emerging to fight alongside Ray, I'm always like that. That's not her. That's not the story. That's not her. This is her story. And this line is that big giant billboard above it all about her story, but also again, tying to what you're talking about. That is so true about star Wars and new hope generational, generational change, passing on what you've learned, the struggles in doing that, the pain for the mentor as you get passed by your student, uh, the problems with students going around, all of it is generational. It's such at the core of it. And this line just for episode nine summarizes so well, just what a lot of the previous eight films had been about. Yeah, absolutely. Of, you know, you've gone through this, uh, this journey, Ray, of uh, trying to figure out, you know, kind of who the new hope is. Is it, is it Luke returning? Is it, uh, is it uh, Kylo Ren turning back to light and becoming Ben Solo? And, you know, toward the end of Last Jedi, she sort of accepts the mantle and, and now she's struggling. She's running into the same kind of uh, situations that, that Luke does, that, that Luke knows Jedi run into of, of doubting yourself of what if I use my power in the wrong way and actually hurt people instead of help them. And, and he's just going like, Hey, Hey, learn from my mistakes, kid. <laughs> uh, you know, you offered me the saber and you know, uh, this is the moment it, it's your saber. Both sabers are, are yours. And this is your fight in that, you know, you're the young person, this is your moment, but also that great, uh, connection of like, you also have to face your demons. Like, yes, you are going out and saving the galaxy and inspiring hope because you're a Jedi, but, uh, this is, you know, your your relative who's trying to manipulate you and is haunting you and that you're afraid of. Go face that fear. This is your fight on multiple levels. Face that fear. Great thing, because one of the things I take from this line, especially in hearing you talk about it even more, Joseph, is it's it's it's, inspira- it's inspirational because despite all the problems, despite the big choices in your past and the big choices in front of you, you're here. You're here right now. And this is your fight and all these generations leading to this, that's a that's a that's an important place to be. And even though there's fear in front of you, you might be overwhelmed, you might be a little scared. That's okay. You're supposed to be here. And I take great inspiration in that. You are you are been placed right here at this moment. This is your moment. And I think that can be a, a good energy behind taking a first step forward. Yeah. Yeah. I said a lot about this line, but it could also just be boiled down into uh, we taught you how to ride a bike, but you got to pedal now. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's also got, you know, that, that directness to it as well. So that's my number five, uh, Luke Skywalker's great advice. Well, that's a great way to start this list. Honestly, really, it was like, oh, I'm sure that's going to be Joseph's number one. Uh, I'm wrong <laughs> about that. We're going to go to my number five here. And we are going to a line that, man, it's, a, it's just kind of crazy that this came about, that we even have it. There's a little tragedy behind that, of course, with the passing of Carrie Fisher. But we have General Leia, Princess Leia in the film. And I think they took some of that dialogue, uh, some of the unused clips from episode seven, and they worked it in really well. I know it's maybe not perfect for everyone. Uh, I understand that. But I think it's amazing to me that we have some of these lines and the way they worked. And, and one of the ones I love is, you know, Ray's going through a lot of the stuff. She's not hearing those voices of the Jedi that came before. Uh, she's struggling and um, she's got a lot of feelings going around there. And I just love what Leia tells her. Don't tell me what things feel like. Tell me what things are. Now, this is not to deny feelings or anything like that. We got a lot of feelings coming up with Finn. But I, I just love this is a real straightforward, put it on a bumper sticker kind of way to, to be here now so that you can deal with what's there now or even connect with what's there. You might be so down on yourself and you're feeling like this, but that's not really what the case is. You might feel you're failing to connect. You might be blocking your own soul, your heart, your mind from connecting to those voices that came before as Ray's trying to do here. Uh, and you're getting so ahead of yourself and you're so just kind of crushing your own uh, soul here. Just stop, slow down and tell me what things actually are. Tell me what's going on. Then you can deal with that, not what you think it is it's just this philosophical uh, words of wisdom from leia and I, I would expect nothing less of a jedi master and teacher yeah absolutely uh, I, I so agree with you about obviously it, it is a tragedy that you know carrie fisher was not there uh to act these moments uh in you know with uh with daisy ridley actively shooting rise of skywalker but i am so glad it's there uh, we've talked a lot about how much uh respect Rise of Skywalker puts on Leia as this great maternal figure uh, of Star Wars as, you know, a, a military leader, but also a Jedi master. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so, so powerful to see uh, her her legacy really be equal to Luke. It, 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 this is the story of the Skywalker twins and to see her be able to, to pass this uh, this legacy and, and all this great wisdom and experience of having gone through something so similar of having to wrestle with her past and her legacy uh, mm -hmm. uh, and being able to pass that on to Ray. Um, I think that, I think the quote is don't tell me what things look like. Uh, tell me what they are. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just was, was verifying that. Uh, Cause I, I do, I make mistakes on this one. Um, yeah. I love your analysis of it. I think it just, I think it really ties into, you know, when she's later saying, Ray, never be afraid of who you are. Uh, it, it is great life advice. It's very, to me, uh, Kenobi-like of, you know, what what point of view are you clinging to? Are you seeing things a certain way and then you're not allowing yourself to kind of imagine right. <laughs> that it yeah. might be something else? And it relates so much to, I think, what Ray goes through of the bad guys in this movie uh, try to tell her that things look a certain way, so that's the truth. Yeah. You know, she is related to Palpatine, so she has his power. Uh, she's destined for the dark side. That's what things look like. So that's what they are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, what they actually are when you watch Ray's actions is, yeah, she gets mad and, uh, she hurts, uh, some friends accidentally along the way, but you watch her, uh, you know, what they actually are, uh, her actions are always kindness, reaching out to the Vexus, reaching out to Dio, uh, you know, being worried about her friends, you know, 
it, it relates to the journey that Ray is going to go on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thanks for a catch. I, I copy and pasted, I think the wrong words in there. Um, yeah, no, especially with, with Palpatine. I mean, it's a big one with Palpatine. Like, guess what? The only thing you got now is your grandfather. Come on home. You know, Luke and his dad, his dad said, you ain't got that. Uh, and, and, and it's easy to believe that, right? It's easy to believe that line with Kylo. I, I, I still think it's a, a real misrepresented line in, in pop culture discussions around the rise of Skywalker. When he says, you know, the whole thing about, you don't have uh, your power, you have his power, your, your Palpatine. Like I, that is, that is, um, that is that is such a, a lie. It's such of him saying, "Look what this look, look what this looks like," and that ain't the truth, man. That ain't the truth, and it is lines like this. So this line from Leia, uh, again, for them to have this line, to have it exist on a cutting room floor, and to out of that tragedy build something uh, new uh, and build something uh, as best they can. I, I really am thankful we're able to get this kind of line. It's it's a big line for the film. Yeah, super important, great wisdom from uh, from Jedi Master Leia Organa. Absolutely. She knows what she's doing. She's, she's, uh, she's got some skills. She's got some knowledge. <laughs> she's been around. Been around. That is my number five. We are just beginning here, looking at our favorite lines. Rise of Skywalker up to your number four. Uh, yeah, my number four uh, is we often do here on Ranked. I'm combining two lines, so I'm sneaking an extra one in. Uh, I, I was really looking for, like, asking myself honestly, like, what, what are my favorite lines that represent this huge thread in Rise of Skywalker? Um, obviously the idea of compassion and being stronger together and making it through because you have your friends with you and have people to support you and, you know, together is better and stronger than alone. That's eh, all over star Wars. Right. Yeah. But it feels to me like rise of Skywalker just wanted to say like, what is the ultimate idea? Right. Yeah. And one of those ultimate ideas is, how much the the feeling of being alone and separated uh, and doubtful that's what the dark side wants they want you to feel uh, alone and frightened and rise of skywalker in actions and in dialogue says again and again you know literally this is how we win uh yeah. this is how we we become our best selves is is by embracing a view of the world of uh connection and supporting one another so yeah. two of the lines that do that i felt okay picking two lines because it's all about not being alone so i didn't want any of these <laughs> lines to be alone that's a good cheat that's a good cheat sir. <laughs> it's a pretty good cheat uh that, that's a kenobi level of equivocation um this one always cracks me up it made me laugh in the theater it's a funny line but it also has like uh, the heart of this and makes that idea explicit right at the beginning when you know ray has accepted that uh, she's been holding back training herself to perfection and needs to just go out there and, and deal with this and mm -hmm. they've got the palpatine threat they got the hour countdown and she says she's gonna go alone and finn's like no i'm gonna go with you uh, and when she specifically says no it's too dangerous i gotta go alone and finn says yeah alone with friends <laughs> just a great straightforward joke but it's so the spirit of the film yeah. it's also the spirit of who finn has become finn throughout the trilogy has been a, a kind person a caring person uh spends you know force awakens and a lot of last jedi uh committed to ray because of the connection they made but that commitment has now expanded to like he is absolutely committed to this resistance and committed to this family often the character who's literally physically bringing people together, making them hold hands mm -hmm. and hug. So the idea that this comes from him is also, it tells us so much about Finn in this moment. Oh yeah. As far as the Finn side is other, it's a great delivery by Boyega that, that opening 
uh, parts of the, he's got some great deliveries all through the opening parts of the film. Um, but uh, yeah, to, to track his thing and, and uh, someone so changed by connection force awakens, but how he goes through a process to, to push out those connections to other people, right? Push out the power of them, push out the, the, the need for them and, and to see where he gets to rise to Skywalker. It's a, it's a, it's a great use of it. And again, it's be- coming towards the beginning of the film. It's one of those, uh, are you paying attention? This is what we got going on in this film. Yeah, feel free to to dislike it. Feel free to say it doesn't work for you. But the film is trying to really be like, this is what's at stake. This is the the world perspective we're we're supporting, um, and that continues throughout the the film, of course, and goes to uh, one of my other very favorite lines. I know this is up there uh, for you as well, Ken. Uh, there are so many lines that literally have the word alone in them. Yes. Um, uh, but there's this, of course, great moment where Ray uh, pushes past her fear. The worst thing that she could imagine is happening. Uh, it seems she's lost Ben. She's on the floor. Uh, Sidious, Palpatine, evil are winning. Uh, the, the lightning is cracking through her friends that she brought there. Uh, and instead of giving in to fear and despair, she reaches out one more time trying to connect with the Jedi of the past with that great phrase of be with me, be with me. And we get all those great messages of the Jedi encouraging her to, to stand and to fight. Uh, but the one that hits me in the gut every time is Yoda saying, alone, never have you been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think for there's a couple moments in Rise of Skywalker that just uh, th- they make me feel through the characters, through the story, uh, really emotionally remember when I have felt at my lowest and have felt like mm-hmm. I am alone. And there's no one out there who who can support me or would support me or cares, right? Uh, and the lines and the moments come across with this just wave of of relief when you're reminded that you're not actually alone. And there's something in Frank Oz's, he's done a million Yoda lines, but this yeah. delivery is right there. And I think it also speaks to this entire journey that Ray is on. She has always wanted connection. So for Yoda to say, not only are you not alone right now, but when you were fighting so hard on Jakku, you weren't alone then either. You know, that's the nature of uh, the galaxy. We're all connected. You're never alone. This is very high on my list, too. And, and, and it's one of those things that if I was just uh, up top of my head, say, here are my favorite lines from Rise of Skywalker, maybe in a bar conversation or whatever. I, I don't know if this would make it like, I, you know, I, it wouldn't pop in my head as much. But I got to tell you, you're talking about that, that kind of emotional gut punch. I always say ah, Rise of Skywalker kind of made me cry like six or seven specific points in the film. Right. Like, especially in the early viewings. This is one of them. And it's everything you're saying, because it is is it is uh, not to get uh, super cheesy, but it is the look behind you. You only see one uh, set of footprints. Right. I was carrying you the whole time. <laughs> Yoda's saying, uh, but 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 jokes aside, it, it hit me in that regard. It hit me just how we've all been there. And then Star Wars is going to hit you in your life and it's going to hit you at your lowest and, and lift you up. And I always say that Rise of Skywalker is the most spiritual Star Wars film for me. Uh, it is a little bit like going to Star Wars Church for me, my personal take on it. And this is one of those lines, man. Everything that Ray's been feeling in this moment and reaching out and, and she makes that connection. And so, you're so right. Uh, the, the way the sound kind of almost just vanishes and, and this comes in and it's so clear. Uh, I wasn't worried about was that Luminara and Dooley was that, oh is there a Qui Gon it that had disappeared in this moment and just to hear Yoda say alone never have you been oh man that got me it followed you know Luke Skywalker kind of uh, bring it all home you know with some big uh, you know force be with you always type of stuff 
but this set that this even set that up for me. And it's such a big, it's just, it just means everything, man. When she was alone on Jakku, uh, the connections were already there. We just had to step forward and find them. I always say Star Wars is reminding you that the journey uh, you want, you've already begun it. You're already on it. Uh, yeah. Keep going forward. Yeah, that's a great insight. So, uh, yeah, out of the many alone quotes, we're going to be, I'm sure, talking about more. Uh, those are the two that really resonate with me. <laughs> yes, yes. And and, and uh, very good Obi-Wan uh, rule bending and very much accepted <laughs> here. Excellent, excellent. Right. So those two are my number four. <laughs> uh, all right, my number four is uh, staying with Finn there. And uh, it is um, a line that it's it's uh, it's grown with me and, and it's grown a lot around our discussions of Rise of Skywalker here in Force Center or just uh, we've, got, we've gotten some great questions about this uh, on uh, Force Center News and Cues. And it's just, uh, just kind of, this line's kind of uh, climbed up the charts with a bullet here. Uh, and uh, it is uh, Finn saying uh, a feeling, an instinct. The Force brought us here. It's real. I wasn't sure then, but I am now. Of course, talking to Jana, all the stuff going on there. And this means a lot for me as a Finn fan. And it's uh, his journey that is uh, that is uh, present in all three of the films, going back to uh, the two and all village on, on, on Jakku, which is one of the questions you and I recently answered of just does does this undercut his choice there? No, I think it, it only emboldens the choice that he made and didn't quite know how to go forward. He gets this feeling that this isn't right. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to do some other things. And he doesn't become a hero then and that he runs away and he keeps running away until he gets that connection with Poe, that connection with Ray. And it builds from there. And this is going to this idea that I have of just, you know, that you are on your journey. You are on your journey. And, and, and you can, you, he looks to this, this force thing, this force brought us here. Uh, it's real, but just how all, all along the way, he just wasn't sure he was just going on instinct, going by his nature, which was heading towards the light, but always dancing with turning around and facing the dark. And the dark's not the Sith. It's not the First Order. It's not the dark side. He's clearly run away from that stuff. But his his dark side was not doing anything, running away, uh, doing what Maz uh, said he was doing, uh, you know, coward's eyes, so to speak there. Um, and I just love that he he chose, even, even, even though he wasn't fully aware of the big plan, he chose to overcome all that along the way and and in a, in a journey like step by step fashion, and for Finn to just have this big declaration now, I wasn't sure then. I just did these things that just had a feeling to it. I didn't quite know, but I know now. I know that I've done the right thing. I know I'm where I need to be, and now you are all where you need to be because you followed that feeling too. Ah, it's pretty powerful stuff from Finn, and I I, I love um, I love John Boyega. I love uh, everything about uh, his experience, uh, the good and the bad that we should learn from and grow from as Star Wars fans, but also celebrate. And this is one of the things I absolutely celebrate about him as Finn. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you highlighted this line. I really, really love it. He knocks it out of the park. There is just that, that you know, there's peace and purpose in his delivery, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like everything's going to be okay, but he feels like I'm on the path, uh, you know, I feel like I have these instincts to head in the right direction. And now I trust that those instincts are real and that they matter and that I'm going to lean into them. I believe in them. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, such a uh, conviction. Uh, I think it's got this great relationship with a lot of stuff in Force Awakens from, mm. you know, the look that that Kylo gives him after he hasn't fired um, uh, to the great what was at the time to me just an amazing comedy moment of uh, Han discovering that Finn has no idea what he's doing on Starkiller Base and, and Finn yeah. covering by going, we'll use the Force and. On Solo's yeah. great line of that's not how the force works. Like, uh, but now you can kind of look at that line and have some fun with it of like 
his instinct was to just follow instincts and he would he would find his way through you know like yeah uh but at the time it's like force what's that i have no, nobody said anything about that in our training you know <laughs> whatever uh you know very poor kidnapped indoctrinated young finn uh being told what to believe and now choosing this belief yeah. is really really powerful it's so on the surface in rise of skywalker that th that these soldiers are kidnapped it's brought up a couple times yeah. uh, explicitly uh, that the children are being taken and will continue to be taken so the fact that he's really stepping away from that indoctrination and saying i trust what i believe i trust this uh family that i've found and I see that in you immediately as well, Jana, and that kind of that relief of the uh, yet another moment where where people find out they aren't alone. You know, both Finn yeah. and Jana thought they were some of the only who had ever ever done this. Mm. You know, yeah. so to be able to you did that too. You did that too. Wow, that's so great. Mm. And uh, I, I watched most of the film to review for this. Um, you know, kind of skipping past some parts where I, there wasn't as much talking. It really occurred to me on this viewing. That, you know, there's a lot of understandable criticism that it's really teed up that Finn is going to say something specifically to Ray. Yeah. And this really feels like to me, like, this is when he says it, right? Mm, yeah. This is when he really can, like, uh, Ray probably senses it. They have a conversation off screen, but this is it, right? This is what he wants to say of, like, I've found my path. I, I am I am one with the force. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and and we, yeah, we could have the discussion some other time if should he have. Said it's right. I, I, maybe, sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm not dismissive of that critique. I'm just like it's me it neither. Is, yeah, it is this. Yeah, yeah, right. It, it, but it is this moment, and 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 it's also clear. And I remember, what, I think between my first and second viewing, you had pointed out the fact that when he's arguing with Poe, and he's just kind of like, you know, I understand. You know, Leia sees it, I see it, and basically, uh, you know, I, I get what she's saying. Uh, it's a that's a force thing for me, and and so the answer's there, and I think the answer's right in this moment. Yeah, I, I think it's a valid criticism to go, was that teed up too hard without payoff? Um, but for me, this is the payoff. This is what's in Finn's heart. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, we are just rolling here. Uh, uh, we are up uh, to uh, now your number three. Uh, my number three is, uh, it, it's a <laughs> it's the shortest line I've ever had. Um, I, I really wanted to think about how there's so many moments in Rise of Skywalker that to me are the um, the partner of all of these lessons of, of togetherness, but that, that personal choice still matters. Uh, and there are definitely uh, a lot of lines about where characters are, are deciding what they are going to do, who they are going to be. Uh, and I ended up going with a, a, a line that kind of represents that to me, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I might be stretching a little bit. I'll be honest. Uh, and uh, that line is ow from Ben Solo. Um, <laughs> I think there there's uh, there's such power in the choice that that Kylo makes. He, mm. It is so easy for him to just uh, cling to fear and anger. We get this wonderful clarity that uh, he he's had this pull to the light you know, the whole time that he talks about in Force Awakens. He can't bring himself to fire on his mother in The Last Jedi right. um, that the thing holding him back is he, he thinks he can't turn around. He thinks his mom won't accept him. Uh, the choices he makes, the the revelation of the connection with Ray, the great scene with his dad. And he makes this really important and difficult choice. Mm -hmm. And the reason that Al kind of highlights it for me is he just, it, it, it's a moment full of such humanity and flavor. Um, yeah. And 
vulnerability, right? Like, uh, the dark side in a way is armor, right? Like it's, it's very literal with Kylo playing with, you know, uh, mm-hmm. is, is he just a child in a mask? Is he just cosplaying it? Vader needs his armor to live. It's, is he just cosplaying it? But in real life, anger to me can be like armor, right? Of like, totally. if I assume you're going to hurt me and I just lash out and I'm just ready for a fight all the time and I'm always in my armor, then no one can hurt me. Right. And taking the armor off, uh, trusting, accepting that you're going to be hurt sometimes it's so frightening it's such it's so vulnerable and the fact that we get to see that right that he he throws the the blade away he he makes the hard choice to return to the light and then when we see him again not only is he you know rushing to help he's rushing to be there for ray but then we see this charming you know son of solo and organa and nephew of skywalker it's kind of all there but that moment that ow is like it's literally vulnerability it's literally like i'm opening myself up and you know yeah uh, i'm I, i'm not relishing pain it's not like i'm back in the forest when i was hitting my you know abdomen wound to amp up the power <laughs> you know it's ah damn uh, chains hurt <laughs> because I'm open and I'm vulnerable and I'm human again. Uh, and it's funny and it's charming. It's charming that that's his only actual spoken line of dialogue because he communicates everything else he needs to uh, just by sheer uh, power of acting that it it's funny and intriguing to me that that is Ben Solo's only line. And to me, it says so much. Uh, look, in the great uh, debate of how could that possibly be Ben Solo's last line of the film, which is some uh, debates, I've, I've heard them in person, right? Um, I think you've just stated the case for why that really works. I really, you know, I really do. I, I, I think it does mean everything you're talking about because he's he's showing up in his like pants and an undershirt when the undershirt has a hole in it. <laughs> you know, like he doesn't even have a weapon, you know, he's going to shrug his way through the battle. He's just there and that's the point uh that's the that would that's the big the big decision and um ow and the way it's delivered uh it's, it's always stood out to me uh, i haven't uh, been able to explain it as, as as well as you have here now no usually i'm frustrated in those bar debates um, <laughs> but this is it man that's the case it is ultimate vulnerability and that's uh what he does and he is giving up himself in so many ways to be here and to put it all away. And in a, in a film series that uh, you're so right, if from the beginning, what's the first thing we really say, uh, you know, Poe, well, you know, Lord Santec is telling him, this isn't who you really are. And Poe's like, I can't hear you in this mess. Like all this <laughs> stuff on, like everything. It's like, it's an issue from the word go. And here he is at the end, completely exposed and completely uh, willing to experience any kind of pain, for the greater good. It's a powerful decision for Ben Solo. Yeah. Yeah. And as many people have, have pointed out, just really tapping into, a, a, you know, a specific kind of Harrison Ford charm, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously Han Solo, but this is, you know, it, it's, you know, like, where doesn't, it, damn it, Indy, show me where it doesn't hurt, right? Like, that, that charming guy who doesn't have a great plan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but he's going to do the one he has, and he's going to get bruised doing it. It's all there. Yes, it's it's very indie like. That is that's a great pull. You can see yeah. him just leaping for some cup of something from an angel or something. <laughs> exactly. So that's my number three. Ow. Ow, indeed. Great number three. My number three is from Lando Calrissian. There's a few choices. One I mention all the time. Another one that uh, I actually think in the end is uh, 
more powerful on its own. And this is the line Lando says to Poe when Poe's just openly wondering how he can do this at the foot of Leia as she has passed away. Oh, it's so sad. Such a great scene. And Lando emerges from the shadows saying, we had each other. That's how we won. Going to the big things. This is not quite saying alone. We, he didn't say, uh, you know, hey, we're alone. We had a show. But it's, it's, it's into this theme. Uh, there's so many things that I think get Lando to that point. Uh, you and I have discussed in the past of Lando thinking his flying days are done. And, and there's a lot about what you are, the past, uh, you know, almost like Leia's saying, that, no, don't tell me what it looks like. Tell me what, tell me what, how things are. And Lando's like, what is, what it is, is we're going to fight again. But anyways, all that's almost a different conversation. Him emerging <laughs> from the shadows. I just love that. And it's just so comforting. And it, 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 I take it a little bit. It's a meta moment indeed, because it's Lando. And he's talking about those films I grew up on. <laughs> and, and that's his analyst, uh, an, an analyst. That's his analysis of him as, as he tries to analyze it, uh, of just going, you know, those great stories of, of, of yesteryear. We won. We destroyed that Death Star, that second one, and the first one. We had that celebration in Endor because we had each other. And that's at times all we had. We had each other, some sticks from some bears in the wilderness. <laughs> That's all we needed, and that's how we won. And uh, I love it as uh, as a meta Star Wars uh, commentary in the films I love for my entire uh, life. I love it for what it means for this movie and this big theme of connection and uh, having faith in that. And and Poe's still going to be challenged by that. He's still going to have to really put that faith into action. But it's a great line, and the fact again, just it's Lando, man. And and uh, I love that uh, you know Lando. It, it took a while. And I'm glad we didn't in the in the end. I'm glad we didn't get Lando until nine, because mm-hmm. the way it ended up being used was really effective for me. I would have loved him in seven. I agree with Ryan going. I could have put him in Canto Bite, but eh, what's the point? I don't want to waste this character. Yeah, that um, was hard. That was hard to take as a Lando fan. I'm a big Lando fan. Uh, but when we finally got him, it was really just pound for pound, really effective to have him there. And this is my favorite one. Yeah, absolutely. This is such a great pick. There's so much about this uh, this line in this moment, right? It's uh, posed doubt and that older generation being there for you. It is like, you know, it, it's this is kind of Lando in a way saying like a, a thousand uh, roguish pilots live in you, Poe. <laughs> but this is, your, this is your fight and you're not alone. We, we got your back. But yeah, it you know, that moment is a, a moment of advice, but it is a moment of revelation that Lando went on a similar journey that we saw both Han and Luke go through in the sequel trilogy of Mm. feeling worn down, uh, but going like, yeah, yeah, no, the younger generation came along and reawakened me and reminded me (laughs) that I got to get, get in there and do my part uh, still. And then I can pass on this wisdom to them. So it's a kind of a, it's a victory moment for Lando for doing the right thing for showing up. Um, And then, yeah, that's, it's exactly what, uh, what Poe needs to hear. It is a celebration of this big Star Wars theme, this theme of in Rise of Skywalker of uh, everybody is is better off together. But then, you know, it it can just sound like, you know, hey, hey, Lando's being smooth. He's got a line. But then you actually think about what happened in Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lando's the one who's like, trust Han. He's got this. Don't yeah. turn around. Don't run away. We're not going to get another shot. I trust my old scoundrel buddy down there, he's going to find a way. And that that is actually in the film, right? That isn't just that sort of meta nostalgia. Uh, right. There's a reason that that makes sense to this character because he took that leap of faith uh, in trusting Han and they couldn't have, have won at Endor without all those pieces coming together, all those people working together. Mm, so true. So true. Lived and learned experience there from Lando. 
Yeah. Mm. And his shirt is great. Shirt is wonderful. Uh, and still, one of my favorite parts of the, of the film is him just emerging with that. <laughs> He's so great. So great. <laughs> loving the trailer, loving the film. All right, that's my number three, but that means we're up to your number two. Uh, and my number two is I'm getting in a Palpatine line. Man, was it hard uh, to pick uh, of the Palpatine lines. But I wanted to go with one that was, for me, classic Palpatine, where it, it had great meaning. It, it showed his uh, his dark side perspective, uh, but also made me laugh a little bit. Uh, there's so many I could pick. But I went with, is once I fell, so falls the last Skywalker. <laughs> Love it. I love it. I love it. There, there are lines that are maybe even more uh, uh, meaningful, but this one for me is it's it's the the dark side uh, reveal, right? That he's been playing both uh, Kylo and Ray, kind of promising that they'll rule. I'll kind of possess you. Don't worry about it. It's this is your destiny. I'm giving you things you want, right? Yeah. And as soon as he gets the power, as soon as he becomes a one true emperor, eh, that just goes away. <laughs> Yes, it's always been about him, right? It's it's never been about them. It's just, he's just this lonely, vicious, vengeful, sad old bag of evil. <laughs> and this is so petty, right? Of like, yes. well, if I fell, then I guess you're gonna fall, right? This is like the real like. <laughs> You kill, yeah. I, I was going to actually jump in and say, uh, I, I wish he followed this up with pettiness. Unlimited pettiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to continue to make real world illusions, but I don't need to. It was. It's petty. It's so petty. Whatever you believe is petty in the real world, fill in for yourself. Yeah. Um, but it's also like so many things in Rise of Skywalker, it's got that pulpy mythic feeling right like palpatine uh, particularly as the emperor as darth sidious almost always speaks this way yeah, this yeah. sort of heightened operatic way uh but it really is that using this idea of of falling you know we talk yeah. about anakin's fall and the jedi's fall and it's it's you know both metaphorical and in this case extremely literal yeah <laughs> in the pettiness of like that's i literally died uh mm. had to project over here and be a do clone bs for mm. decades uh so i'm gonna do the same to you uh it, so that literalness is there the mythicness is there but then the glee of the last skywalker right like he has used and manipulated generations of Skywalkers and they've never been anything to him but useful tools. He hates them, right? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't want there to be anything but Palpatines, right? Yeah. He doesn't want there to be anything but him. Yeah. He's the one true emperor. So that idea that he can finally just like drop the bullshit and go, I don't, I haven't liked any of you. Yeah. Just, every second I had to spend smooth talking Anakin, his bratty son. Oh man, goodbye, Skywalkers. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, yeah. No, go go for it. I mean, it keeps in line with a lot of stuff you you and I celebrate in Revenge of the Sith, where he's uh, just for so many uh, films, uh, episodes one and two, and most of three, being like, "I'm just a nice little old politician, man." And then, no, no, no. It's just keeping with his uh, his the the way of Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, for me, again, uh, this is another thing that I know uh, fans uh, wrestle with or just straight up don't like. We respect uh, that opinion. But I like that this explicitly uh, uh, cues up the title to have multiple meanings, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so falls the last Skywalker. Uh, ben Solo is the last blood Skywalker. And uh, 
he literally rises from this fall, right? We literally see that mythic shot of the hand coming up and mm. and rising from uh, the fall of the last Skywalker. Yeah. I think that the title has multiple meanings. I think it's about uh, Ray choosing to carry the mantle forward. I think it's about Leia finding victory and in helping to turn her son. I think it's about uh, Luke finding uh, peace and purpose. I think it's about every, I think the title Rise of Skywalker for myself is about every Skywalker, but this one is literal. Yeah. <laughs> the baddest of bad guys uh, threw the last blood Skywalker down a hole and still uh, there was a rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, my final thought is I, I love that you, you, you selected this one because uh, I'm right there with you on just, you know, having E. McDermott back, um, He's always going to bring a gothic villain kind of, uh, you know, a melodrama, vaudevillian uh, <laughs> description you want. But in, uh, in Exegol itself, from beginning to end of this film, is just wonderfully, deliciously over the top. It is into the pit of Hades. It is the Valley of Darkness. It's all these things. And to have him just, the the, way, the phrasing of it, as I once fell so far, that's exactly what I would want out of a villain down there in the pit. Uh, and it works so well on that level, too. Exactly. Like all the great Palpatine lines, uh, very meaningful, while also just full bore eating the scenery, not chewing it, just, <laughs> just chowing down on the scenery. Jump, jump, jumping around. Uh, yeah. Great number two. Great number two. We are up to my number two uh, choice for my uh, favorite uh, line in Rise of Skywalker. And uh, it is uh, it's absolutely one I've talked about before. I'm uh, going to just kind of put the spotlight on it here and, and try to try to understand why this one got me more than anything, Joseph. Um, so I, we talked about Lando. Uh, we've had each other. That's how we won. And then I love, and I, I know you love too, and I'll, I'll probably throw it in the honorable mentions too, but uh, there are more of us, Poe. There are more of us. Oh man, I love that moment. Oh, the nerd chills and the music and, and Poe coming over the crest and over the star storage, seeing all the help and the galaxy. Oh my God, I love that. But you know what really sets that up for me? It's Admiral Frantis Griss. <laughs> as a Star Wars name for you, say into uh, 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 General Legion General Pride, uh, um, you know, uh, how, you know when 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 Richie Richie e. Grant asks, you know, how, how could they be doing this? They don't have a navy, and just Gris saying, "It's not a navy, sir. It's just people." Now I, I could now connect it to you know we we love talking about the the connection to episode one and Shmi and and Anakin saying mom you said people don't help anybody and it's this connection all these big themes and all these kind of things that's all there and it's all into the line um, but Joseph I, I sat in the theater and it was like the second time this 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 was a cool beat the first time I saw it there was something about the second time and just all the themes. Uh, in in the story present for me, and you know, you you and I, and uh, your wife Sarah, my fiance Grace, and, and and Mark Ellis, we we all saw it at El Capitan together. Then we snuck across the street to have a, a pizza lunch by ourselves, and <laughs> you and Sarah went on to discuss it more. And all those discussions after my first view into the second just opened myself up, opened up my heart to this line, to this revelation, and just the power of what I was. Uh, uh, about to witness, you know what I mean? What was going on this, during this entire sequence, I should say. Because um, we got the great Lando thing, they're more of us and all that kind of stuff. But with this this line just really just, just drove it home to me that this is what I was witnessing. It's just the people of the galaxy rising up to help each other and fight the great evil one last and hopefully final time. We'll see if that sticks. But it works <laughs> here because, uh, and and this speaks to 
one of the, you know, the, the victory on Endor and then uh, 18 months later on Jakku, if you want to include that in the story, which you should, it's canon. But that that victory, the Galactic Civil War victory was such a and it needed to be such a like a military, militaristic and political victory. That's what had to happen. That's why I love the raddest line of Rogue One. But then evil returns and evil returns because people let it return on a small basis. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's a lot of the bloodline uh, plot line of the books. And so the people needed to rise up and, and, and do this victory. And to me, I've always stated this whole thing kind of makes Leia's victory because it's her story. The rebellion is her story. That's from George himself. Right. You got the goofballs mm-hmm. running around, but Leia's got the, the rebellion. Um, goofballs being Luke and Han. It's a, paraphrase <laughs> a little bit. But this is that, too. It's the complete victory of Leia and the Rebellion, the Resistance, and the people of the galaxy. And man, it still will make me cry if I'm not, uh, if I'm not careful. No, I, I'm right there with you. I think the one-two punch of this thematic idea when, you know, Rey reaches out and finds that that support uh, from the Jedi and that she has never never been alone. And this is the, you know, uh, uh, the galactic version of that, uh, the actual physical galaxy uh, version of that. There's so many things about this line that are great. Uh, for me, I just, I really love that it is this idea that, you know, the story really could have been, uh, there's this other faction, right? Of, mm-hmm. You know, th- this one, you know, Naboo has been building up its army, but they are, they're afraid. You can go, go get Naboo, right? You know, but the fact that it is just people across the galaxy and that uh, Sidious's attempt at this talked about a lot in the film of just uh, fear. Don't rise up because there aren't enough of you. Uh, this is a, you know, the Sith flame is going to burn. There's nothing you can do about it. And this is such a hopeful moment of, mm-hmm. of, talking about how hard it is to push past that fear and go like, yes, individually we'll be swatted down like flies. Individually, it is absolutely hopeless. But if we can get past that fear and and work on this together, we can actually make a difference. We can make an overwhelming difference, right? It, mm-hmm. uh, Palpatine wins so often by making people feel like they have no hope. And when you talk about this being Leia's victory, yeah. uh, this is one of the things that makes me feel like for uh, whatever behind the scenes thing of who came up with who, who changed what, whatever. Um, for me, the ideas of the sequel trilogy are so strong that Leia knows I need Luke uh, uh, for a spark of hope. Uh, we, we took out the Starkiller base, but there's just a few of us left. We need to survive as uh, as a spark, uh, Holdo puts it into words that Poe picks up of, you know, uh, we need to be the spark that will light the fire. And this is the fire, right? It's yeah. it, it, they managed to keep hope alive. Lando smooth talk the galaxy somehow. Yeah. <laughs> With a really uh, awesome excerpt of the Calrissian Chronicles, <laughs> one would assume. Um, and the, it, this is the fire, right? Yeah. And then for me, I think it, the reason this line really resonated with me, it hit me emotionally, but it also really kind of hit my analytical thematic brain, right? Because mm-hmm. Star Wars can dance around uh, having uh, this sense of, well, the people who are born with the force, the people who are in the dynasty are the ones who really make a difference, right? Because there is so much about right. Anakin's the chosen one. Luke's the new hope, right? Uh, but if you really break down what's in the films, there's always this thread that everybody matters and everybody's contribution matters, mm-hmm. you know? And oftentimes the 
the force wielders are, are helping, uh, but they're also dealing with their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this, it, to me, this is like, you look at a new hope, right? And Luke is the one with the power. He's the one who can make that shot, right? Yeah. Uh, but he only made it because every everybody sacrificed in Rogue One. And he wouldn't have made it if that one scoundrel who said, ah, not us, me. Yeah. If that one scoundrel hadn't turned around and helped and shown up at the last minute, that'd have been it. And it doesn't matter how special or powerful mm-hmm. Luke is. Yeah. And this is this is this moment is Han turning around a new hope uh times thousands. Literally thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's right there. It's plainly stated. And his delivery, yeah. uh, the choice, uh, uh, um, I have to look up the performer. His name slipped my mind right now. But just th- that pause of it's just people. Uh, it's so it's so effective for me. It's so much about the bad guys not imagining that this could happen, right? Yes. You know, like, well, that's not the way. It, 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 I mean, these these messages are are bold and direct, right? And it, it's easy to maybe be cynical about them or go, well, like, that's would that really ha- is that realistic? Like. It's it's a morality tale about hope, right? And it is yeah. that hope that that people uh, could get past the fear and and come together like this, and that is what makes it uh, so powerful and such a message of um, yeah, uh, of uh, uh, democracy, yeah, and not just this is again one of those really important moments that individuals matter, raise choice of how to use her power matters, uh, but it also matters that everybody uh, works together. It really does. And I hope uh, I don't have Admiral Francis Griss reminding others when it's too late. All right. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. That's my number two. That means we are going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we're going to try to run through as fast as we can many, many honorable mentions and then get to our number one choice for our most favorite line in The Rise of Skywalker. Stick around for Star Wars Ranked. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranked Episode 136 in an ongoing series and the end of our subseries on our favorite lines from each film we are looking at the rise of skywalker that's uh, uh we're taking a deep dive there's a lot of choices that didn't quite make the list joseph uh run me through a few of yours yeah here are a few uh so the the first one is the one that it kind of broke my heart uh to to not include it but it got edged out uh confronting fear is the destiny of a jedi i love this line from luke i love everything that's happening on uh octo where he is, you know, saying it was fear that kept me on this island. What do you fear? We all got to uh, face our our personal fears. Yet another great line that that sounds uh, so heightened and stylized. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Um, but it's also like, eh, I, I can use that when I'm, uh, you know, uh, talking to friends or sending an email or trying to decide if I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired and grumpy. Do I want to go out? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a helpful line. I, I just love it. Um, another one uh, that is uh, high up there for me in the lines that uh, the Jedi share with Ray is Kanan's line in the heart of a Jedi lies her true strength. Mm. Who would have thought uh, when Rebels came out that uh, yeah. th- that character might have one of my favorite lines in the final Skywalker saga film, but yeah. it, it's delivered with such conviction. And I also just love it ties to everything that Leia has been trying to say uh, to Ray and what what Luke emphasizes as well of like don't let anybody else tell you who you're supposed to be based on blood or family history or any other thing that people want to make up. You choose who you really are, and the truth of Ray is that she is a strong, kind person. Yeah, uh, and I think this line gets to that. Um, another one for me. I know this is a big one for you too. Part of it is just the delivery <laughs> early in the film <laughs> when Finn asks their informant Bulio, uh, you know, what they can do to help, and he says, "Win the war." <laughs> Mark Hamill at his best might be his best Star Wars line ever. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Rise of Skywalker does a lot of work to just really like r- remind you, like, yeah, uh, you know, good, bad, or otherwise. That's that's what's at the heart of this. Is, yeah. is it's a war, it's a battle, and one, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, you got to stop the the first order, the final order, Palpatine, and uh, just the tone of that straight out of a 1940s movie. Like, you want to do something for me, Bucko? Win the war. <laughs> uh, love it. Yeah, there's the the war is uh, all over the place. It's the actual war. It's hope versus fear. It's uh, everything. Everything. So win it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then uh, a couple of uh, just kind of, of fun lines, because I always like to include those, because I think there's some great zippy lines. Very much like it uh, at the beginning when there's the banter between uh, Poe Finn and Chewie playing Dejeric, and uh, Poe's got the line that says, you're 250 years old, of course you're better than us. <laughs> great delivery on it. Great delivery and great just kind of through line with Chewie's age and his relationship with Hollow Chess. Is, uh, yeah. Makes it awesome. Uh uh, a Zori Bliss line that I really like that's just fun and zippy uh, when she says to Poe, who are you hanging out with that speaks Sith? Yeah. <laughs> uh, down down to earth and gritty. of Like, who who gave you death sticks? What, what, what are you up to, man? Yeah. Um, a controversial one uh, uh, but that I have come to love is Beaumont Ken's Dark Science cloning secrets only the Sith knew. Um, I think this is a valid uh, uh, observation to criticism that it's not clear in the film that Beaumont Ken is a historian, yeah, right. and knows the way of the Sith. Uh, but for me, that 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 line can sound like clunky exposition. But I don't kind of have a problem with that because Star Wars has long had a history of slightly clunky exposition. And again, dabbling into controversy. Again, understand if you you disagree. But this is he, he is like that is how. Uh, that's how Palpatine survived. He he told you. Yeah, no, it's, it's right there. It's, it's, it's he told us. you. It's clunky exposition by a character that we don't know. Yep, I get the criticisms, but uh, I don't know. I, I kind of love it for being a little clunky. It's 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 a part of the charm of Star Wars. Is uh, Star Wars has rough edges. It's a table that wobbles, and uh, some of it is like beauty and perfection, and some of it's wild and weird. And I think this line is. Look, I, my only complaint is that his name is Beaumont Ken and not Beaumont Olier. And he was a long distant relative of Captain Exposition. I, I it, that's the only thing. Other, other than that, I'm right there with you. I know, yeah, we can discuss all day how it was executed, but literally, when people are like, "I don't even know how Palpatine came back," like, no, Moenkin told you, it's right in the film. You just, you just <laughs> didn't pay attention. Yeah, I understand. Some people need more details, want more details, distracted by the lack of them. But Beaumont, Beaumont was trying to be there for you. <laughs> he was so that's a few of mine. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to kick it back to you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, uh, tough, tough, tough. I, I mentioned before, but there are more of us, Poe. There are more of us. Love that line. Fist pump a moment, indeed. Uh, talking about over-the-top Palpatine lines. I just adore, and it's a weird thing to say about any Palpatine line, but you and I always have this weird tension, right? We were talking Palpatine. We just love Palpatine. We also want him to die and lose every war he's in. But uh, I love when he's uh, when he's talking to Kylo in the beginning. There's so many lines, but just him saying, I died before again you might not like anything about him being back i don't that delivery is just ah man it's sweet sweet villainous you know it's so great every once in a while palpatine has one of these lines that it almost sounds like he's holding uh back a burp yeah <laughs> and this line came out instead it's uh, he's i killed you i killed snoke i'll kill you i've died before <laughs> Takes you on a little ride, and I love it. Yeah, we're talking about connection and leadership and all the stuff going on with Poe, but I just love when he has the moment of uh, great advice, great truth, great clarity. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we uh, if we lead them. I mean, that's great, yep. man. Love that. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, the, yeah, the spark will become a fire if we keep going. Uh, another Palpatine line, uh, uh, long have I waited, and now your coming together is your undoing. Now, this was in one of the trailers, I believe. Mm -hmm. And just kind of set the tone for what was coming in terms of the theme, which you and I always say, like a lot of the Star Wars marketing, it's not lying to you. It's telling you what's kind of coming. And this was one we discussed then. And it's just so clear. 
and how uh, what you can view as a strength, your connection, your coming together, um, uh, you know, overcoming this this fear to no longer be alone and how you think that's your strength and the enemy's trying to tell you it's your weakness. This is a pretty big line. I could have maybe included a top five, but I, I don't want to always include Palpatine lines. <laughs> can avoid it. I know you struggle with that too. Uh, we could always just do best Palpatine villain moments, but Man, uh, yeah, I just, I just love the delivery and I love the meaning behind it. It's, it's a big one. It is a big one, and, and yeah, it's, it's from the trailer, but it really works. It, you know, it ends up working well with the, the dyad thing very much. Where you, you know, you two think this connection is uh, some great strength, but it just, it's a vulnerability. Uh, yeah. absolutely love that you included the trailer version. I love the one that's in the film too. Of long have I waited for my grandchild to come home? Yep. You liar. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, absolutely. Anyway. Uh, and then uh, I'll get back to you. But this, uh, uh, the flip side of that is, uh, I do, I do love uh, Le- another one. I probably c- could have included in uh, my top five. But Ray, never be afraid of who you are. Um, that's just kind of everything. <laughs> and and we know what she's about to learn, and Leia knows that, and that's kind of the point of of just never be afraid of who you are because you're not that name. That's not what it, I know what it looks like, but that's not who you are. And yeah, that's a big line. Yeah, it's so great coming from, you know, Leia Organa, who had to, to wrestle with all these different, uh, you know, meanings to her identity, different legacies from uh, mm-hmm. Padme to Anakin to, you know, Bale and Brea and all these things. Uh, the the twin sister of uh, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. Uh, and I love that it can, it, it's just this great all-encompassing wisdom to like, there's going to be some things about your past that are going to be hard, but don't be afraid of that. And then also like, just look at look at who you are. Look at how you handle other people. That's who you are, and don't don't be afraid to really look at who you are because you know you're going to be pleasantly surprised, Ray. Yeah, you, you draw strength from it when you need to. So yeah. uh, that's some of my couple more left. But what do you, what do you have to close out your honor? Yeah, um, we talk about this one a lot. Uh, it's very close to getting into uh, my top five. It's just such a great comedy line. It says so much about 3PO, but uh, when they fall into the Sands and Pisana and Ray is, uh, or Poe is calling out for Ray and Finn and 3PO says, you didn't say my name, sir, but I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the great comedy lines. Uh, we've talked about it recently, so I don't need to belabor it. Yeah. Uh, a, a line that I like from both Poe and 3PO that I, I'm always distracted by some of the other lines in the scene, and I really wanted to highlight how funny this is, is when uh, uh, 3PO is saying that he can't actually mechanically speak uh, the Sith lines. And Poe has this great 3PO zinger of, so you're telling us the one time we need you to talk, you can't. Perfectly funny, great frustrated Poe line by itself. But then 3PO quietly says, irony, sir. <laughs> It's so wonderful and self-aware, isn't it? Just, it really is. 3PO is, 3PO's been, I don't know, he's been doing some droid yoga. He's yeah. been, I don't know what he's, he's listening to some uh, therapy, holopods. I don't know what it is, but he's really getting in touch with himself in this film. And, and I love it. Uh, I'm right there with you. I love that beat. Yeah. Two more for me. Uh, Hux. Uh, love Hux. Uh, I love his line. I don't care if you win. I need Kylo Ren to lose. Mm. Uh, such a great perspective for me it is it's the inverse of of rose's great line in last jedi of uh, that's how we're gonna win not by uh, fighting what we hate but saving what we love uh and to me it is so believable i know some people think like hux is diehard all in first order why would he ever think that in in this is mm. the truth it's 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 not for him about the ideology ultimately it's about his personal power his personal experience and kylo ren has been throwing him around like a like a rag doll and just abusing him and so all he cares about is that what he hates dies, what he hates loses. 
And I love hearing that perspective. It, it, it makes so much sense to me. It, no, I, I, I love that line. I actually really do. Could I have taken more Hawks in this film? I, I absolutely could have, but I totally could have. But I love this moment. I love what it says about his choice. It's not a heroic choice. The why of your action is important in Star Wars. And this is it. Is This is the dark side personified. This is that power grab personified. And that great speech on Starkiller Base, on which we stand, meant nothing. Because it just was about him and his power. Yep, exactly. Uh, final one for me is a great Ray line uh, when she has uh, healed Kylo after stabbing him. She is in kind of her darkest moment. Uh, her worst fears uh, confirmed is once again her power uh, hurts the people she cares about. And uh, she says, following up to Kylo earlier in the film, who said, you know, I, I offered you my hand once you wanted to take it. Why didn't you? And she doesn't answer. And now she says, I did want to take your hand, Ben's hand. So elegantly done uh, for me. Again, I know there are a lot of uh, big fans of of Ray and, and Kylo Ben who are not always happy with this film. But for me, this is so uh, great to say, like, I see who you are. You know, I know that you don't want to be wrapped up in anger and fear. I have seen, you know, uh, this charming person who who gets past the fear and, and lets the light in. And that's the person that I wanted to be with. Yeah, I, I love, uh, I, I, this line makes me think of a lot of The Last Jedi stuff uh, in, in the throne room in the big fight where she she calls him Ben a lot until yep. that final time when Ben ain't home. Uh, yep. and, and I think for a brief, brief second, there's some Ben there. There's mostly Kylo. But yeah, it, this line makes me think about that a lot. Yeah, uh, hmm. yeah, it, it's great. I, I could go on, but I'm not gonna. That's it for my honorable <laughs> mentions. Uh, that's good. A couple more for me. Uh, and then uh, we'll get to the, uh, the big number one here. Uh, I uh, love the uh, uh, the Zori Bliss line. Uh, I could easily rank this one as well, but they win by making you think you're alone. There you go. Another alone line. It's a pretty big one. I love that there. Um, I love, uh, I talk about 3PO. I absolutely love, there's so many great 3PO lines. There's, this is, I still contend 3PO's best film. I I, I think we, we, for many reasons, I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, I love the, uh, when he's, lo- he's lost his memory and he's just like, is every day like this for you people? Madness. Not only is it just funny, it's funny in the moment, funny from the character, but also, again, a little meta of this is a serial adventure franchise and there's constantly things happening. And just him going, is it always, this is nuts. You take a nap? How do you do this? Do you eat? Like what? I'm a droid. I don't understand this. I, I, I've i always enjoyed that line. So This would be also such a great super cut if anybody wanted to do this. Of like, is everybody like this for you people? And then just smash cut. To three people being blown apart. Three people being dragged. Three people being knocked over. Falling and just everything. Madness. Love it. Uh, and then a couple more. Uh, uh, Kyle Lina uh, in the uh, scene with um, Han. Actually, both of them are from the, the scene with uh, Han. Um, Kylo saying, I know what I have to do and I don't know if I have the strength to do it. It's completely mm. a repeat from, um, uh, episode seven. Of course, it's a kind of the point of the, what's going on here. Uh, and I just think to hear it this time around, um, and it's not delivered entirely different from episode seven. It's just now from a different perspective from Kylo. Uh, and then of course his memory and wanting to, to go back and make a different choice. It's just, it's a great Deliver. I've been, uh, you know, so many great performers in the sequel trilogy era. I've not been shy that I think Adam Driver's my my, my favorite first time, but believe me, everyone's just knocking on the bar, including Anthony Daniels here in this film. Uh, but I just love that delivery. Love everything about it. Oh, love yeah, it. I I think you know the the film is so trying to be clear of you know you know you're just a memory. You know, making it plain and simple. But this is what this line really makes it feel like he is really. This is what he's been doing. He's been raking himself over the coals and going. Yep. Did I make the right choice? 
and that line, that same line, having those two different meanings of like, I have uh, twisted myself into thinking that I need to uh, kill all the, uh, all the, kill the past in order to become what I was meant to be. And I, it, and it's hard for me because I still feel the pull, feel the pull to the light, but he's got to go if I, I'm ever going to become what I'm meant to be like this yeah. awful, like me, me, me <laughs> yeah. versus this great, like, I want to let go of the fear. I want to let go of the anger, but it's so scary. It's so hard. Mm. It's, it's so beautiful. Love it. And then uh, Hans, uh, I, almost, like, I gotta be honest, I almost put this in my number one, just because I think it also has a, a connection to, to some of the bigger just plot, the rebels, the resistance, everything that Leia stood for. And, and it's Han saying, your mother's gone, but what she stood for, what she fought for, that's not gone. I just think it's pretty powerful, pretty powerful for the Star Wars story. Um, and, a, and, a, and and one of the things that I think uh, moves uh, Ben forward in his mind that just, you know, with this idea that he can't go back, it's been one of his fears of, of just feeling he, he, the, he can't feel the unconditional love from his, uh, his mother. Uh, it's big there too, but I just, I just, it's, it's just one of those big, um, it's a soft, warm slap in the face for me, from Han to Kylo to Ben. It, it really is. Yeah. It, it, and it, it ties into so many great big ideas of Star Wars in general, but the sequel trilogy in particular of, you know, your actions mattering, people being symbols, uh, the the great refrain of no one's ever really gone. You know, it, it ties into a lot of great stuff. So there you go. That's my honorable mentions. That's Joseph's. Um, a lot to get to, of course. But let's get to our number one choices here. This is our number one choices uh, for our most favorite lines, as we always <laughs> say it like a hobbit, uh, in The Rise of Skywalker. I'll go first so Joseph can close the show with his number one choice. Uh, mine is, um, well, I'm going to sneak in two lines here. Uh, this is um, from what I, I recently said this in an offline conversation, because not every Star Wars discussion is on a podcast. That <laughs> I do love the throne room in Return of the Jedi. That might be my favorite sequence. I can give you my favorite battle. But when I think about it more and more, my favorite scene in Star Wars to date is the Han um, memory scene with, with Kylo turned Ben. Yeah. I, I, I just, it just, and, and, and you know me from my journey going back to episode seven and, and discussing it here on Force Center, even Jedi Alliance, where I wasn't sure about Han's death. And I don't know. And I looked at it in a different way. And some great discussions with you to open up kind of the themes that were present in that, that story and that purpose. The, 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 the hand touch of compassion that changed the galaxy, which was yeah. something you talked about. All that rolls into this scene. First of all, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. I, you know, and no spoiler. I'm so glad this wasn't spoiled because when I heard heard Harrison's voice, I uh, I just was beside myself. I I just I couldn't believe I was getting this one more chance to see Harrison as, as Han Solo. So on that level, it works as a longtime fan. But it's just the whole scene, the whole pain, and it all leads to uh, Kylo. Uh, now I would say at this point, Ben saying "Dad" with a tearful question mark, and Han just cutting him off and saying "I know." Look, uh, I get you could maybe say, uh, you know, it's the Empire line and they do it in Solo. I think it's kind of funny and, and, and effective in Solo with the uh, Lando saying, I hate you. Han saying, I know that's funny. And I like that. I, I don't dig too much in that one. Um, Leia and Return of the Jedi, they call back. They call it. They've been calling this back since the 80s. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't have a problem with a callback. Yeah. Especially when they uh, when it's as effective as this. And I didn't, I got to tell you, when I watched it the, the very first time, I think it was so caught up in the motion of the scene. I didn't, I didn't take it as a callback in any level. I just took it as the moment of Kylo Ben trying to say, dad, I love you. And Han saying, I know you, you don't even have to. I know you've 
I know even though you killed me and it's a memory. Yes, I know. Even though you killed me, I knew then you loved me. And that's why I, I, I along with many reasons why that, that hand went up to his cheek. Uh, and I just love it. It breaks my heart. It also comforts me. It, it speaks to redemption. It speaks to unconditional love. It speaks to um, so many big, powerful things in Star Wars. And as a Han Solo fan all my life, I just love uh, seeing it, loved experiencing it more than even seeing it. I experience the scene a lot. And uh, that is why it's my number one choice. Dad, I know. Yeah. Oh, well, very well said. Uh, there's there's so much in this scene, and I think you you really captured it and in your own personal journey with it, uh, which is uh, so great and so powerful. Uh, I was uh, I didn't know I didn't ever expect Harrison Ford to be in Rise of Skywalker, uh, mm-hmm. but we we had so many conversations. You and I, Star Wars, other Star Wars fans, Star Wars community about Han's death, and I, I had always felt like, well, the he he did you know save the galaxy by uh, you know actually helping to take down Starkiller Base. But the bigger thing is him facing his greatest fear of this sort of emotional in- intimacy and, mm. and walking out there to, to face his son. And yeah, he couldn't turn his son then. But even after his son did this awful thing, that that hand goes up and says, I love you no matter what, yeah. you know, and it makes Han Solo, this guy who is uh, not not too sure about emotions and connections. I, I do it now, but it doesn't make me comfortable. And like earlier in, in Force Awakens, you're like, uh, you know, I wouldn't pay you much. I wouldn't be nice to you. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's already building in like, I'm inviting you to do something with me and I'm already pre-warning you that it's going to make me uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Uh, emotions, his biggest enemy, and he triumphs over them by by touching his son's cheek and even in that dark moment. So mm. I had hoped so much that that moment would pay off, but I didn't think that it would be as, as direct as this, um, mm-hmm. to have him physically appear, to have uh, Ben Kylo revisit that memory, to, to have the cheek touch. And by the time we got to this moment of, the, of, of dad, mm-hmm. um, this was a moment for me. There are a couple in Rise of Skywalker where, um, it feels to me not like callback or not. It feels like uh, this huge, beautiful piece of music finishing. Mm. And you can tell measures ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I can't even sing. I'm tone deaf. And I can still hear <laughs> when the note's going to come home, right? right. When it's going to resolve. And I had such great emotion being like, I can hear that note coming. Yep. I, I literally said in my own head, say it, say it, say it. Do it, do it. Oh, wait, wrong. Do it, do it, do it. Because I wanted this note to come home because it, it, it it's it's a genuine connection, right? Of like mm-hmm. this memory being like, uh, th- these were probably the best moments of their relationship when they connected on the fact that it was hard for them to express their emotions. And it's such, even in memory form, it's such a gift for Han to be like, I know it's hard for you to say the mushy things. It's hard for me uh two so i'll let you off the hook kid you know i'll do it for you i'll do it for you i know you don't have to say it out loud i know kid yeah and i knew then you know yeah. oh, it's so beautiful yeah uh gets me every time gets me every time it does so that is my number one choice but we're not done joseph what is your number one choice for your favorite line in the rise of skywalker Oh, I could have gone so many places, uh, but I decided to go uh, somewhere controversial. <laughs> uh, but not because it's controversial, uh, except that people have the different opinions. But I, I went here because for me, as a Star Wars fan, it is honestly uh, uh, the most powerful line in the film. There are people who really don't like it. If you're listening and you don't like it, I really hear that. I really get that. I respect your perspective. Uh, but I'm just going to share mine. 
and it, it is the interchange right at the end of the film. Mm. Uh, we start with the uh, the old woman with the Itobi. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and once again, it's this line that is uh, not everyday uh, speech. It sounds kind of like it, but it's heightened. It's mythic. There's been no one for so long, right? Yeah. I l- have always loved that line because, yeah, you can imagine she's... Uh, Neighbor, she lives somewhere near here, and that that's that old haunted place where where right. you know bad things happen, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Now Ray's visiting it, and and for me, Ray is visiting it as she's walking through that dining room where 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 Luke had what she didn't have, right. which is you know parents who loved her. She's connecting it. She's she's trying to move on uh, uh, and and respect the past and become something new at the same time. And here, this old woman comes and with this line that can be literal of like nobody's lived in this burned out place for a long time right but there's been no one for so long that's about hope right that's about you know uh, the jedi haven't been running around in the galaxy inspiring people for so long that's not literally what the old woman means right but the spirit of it is there there's been no one for so long uh and then asks who are you and uh, obviously in this connection to the earlier scene with a uh, Nambi Gima at the Aki Aki Festival, she says, I'm Ray. The old woman asks uh, Ray who. And this is for me the other moment, much like the I know, where it is the power of it is you as an audience member could maybe sing that final note yourself because you feel it. Right, you right. know, yeah. you feel it coming. And, and the the, uh, the culmination is the the satisfaction right mm-hmm. uh we get that great moment where uh ray looks off and uh sees the the four spirits of of luke and leia you know looking at her with that support and that pride and uh then she says uh the line ray skywalker with just with uh such uh pride and conviction and to me just like a, a sense of arriving home yeah and for me, what I just really love about this film is I, I and Ray's whole journey is, you know, I, I do understand a lot of different perspectives, but for me, the character of Ray is set up as somebody who wants to find her place in all of this. She mm-hmm. wants to know who she is on every level. Uh, she wants more than anything connection. She is uh, strong and independent. She is made that way uh, by Jakku. You know, she doesn't need uh, anyone to hold her hand, as she explicitly tells Finn. She is a strong individual. So what she craves is family, connection, belonging. And for me, this declaration that that she makes, it, it is another way to summarize those big themes of everybody matters and the individual matters, right? Mm. She wants to be a part of the bigger picture. She wants to be a part of something. Uh, she finds this family, uh, Luke and Leia, who have been through a similar trauma, who have been, uh, you know, allegedly by their blood, they should be uh, someone they're not, but they have uh, overcome that. They have made the choice of who they want to be and uh, they have developed this honest relationship with Ray, and they have helped her become who she wants to be. So there's that connection part, but then there's that real individual part of this is her journey uh, throughout this film. Different people try to tell her who she is and who she's going to be. Uh, Luke and Leia always lay it out to her is, you decide. Who do you think you are? Who do you want to be? The bad guys tell her who she is, period. 
But these, you know, wonderful, supportive figures, the heroes of the galaxy, tell Ray, you decide for yourself. And so for me, this is such a moment about her deciding who she wants to be. She wants what she's always wanted. She wants belonging. She wants to be a Jedi. She wants to fight for the light. She wants to be something uh, larger. She wants to learn from the past and bring it into the future. And the best way to do that is by her personal choice with uh, the elder's approval to take up this mantle and become a part of this legacy. Your honor, the defense rests. Um, <laughs> I submit that evidence into court. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that you're going right at this line because it, it, it does, uh, it does mean so much. And, and I, I've always kind of viewed it as Ray, like you said, I, I, I'm summarizing quite frankly, I, I, I'm not adding to anything you're saying here, but just the idea of, you know, Ray was going out to find her place in the story and now she gets to choose her place in the story. At the, That's a great, simple way to say uh, uh, what I took a very long time to say. No, you take a beautiful, your beautiful words, elegant words to say it. And uh, I, uh, that continues to move me uh, despite anything about this scene. I don't even want to bring up the debates. I, we know they're there. We acknowledge they're there. We know that everything's perfect. You know, all right, I'll say, I, yeah, I wish, I wish she said Ray Skywalker one half second sooner than she says it. All right. <laughs> here's my big problem with the film. But it doesn't take, nothing takes away, any, and nothing anyone can say about this in terms of um, a lot of anger or barbs that are sometimes thrown at this particular line. Or nothing takes away what, what you're describing, again, uh, her choosing her place in the story. And, and uh, uh, I love I love you talking about just how Star Wars, Star Wars is a song, and mm-hmm. uh, it's okay if you know the words. Because that's how you fall over these songs over and over again. And every time I hear them, I want to sing along with them. And that's why yeah. this, this movie itself, specifically this movie, continues to move me. I know that's just my journey, but it moves me. Yeah, and I, I think a part of the reason that this this moves me is because it it feels like my relationship with the films. Obviously, uh, I'm a very different person than uh, Ray Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, it, it connects so directly to Luke Skywalker. I thought he was a myth, right? Like. Yeah. In the real world, we grow up with these characters as myths and inspirations, and maybe we can try to learn from their failures and, and live up to their victories. And this idea that, you know, I've been running around in playgrounds and on comedy stages pretending to be a Skywalker yeah. <laughs> uh, for my whole life in this kind of great, beautiful in-world story where uh, somebody else can take up that that mantle and carry it forward. It feels very validating to the journey that I've gone on uh, with Star Wars. And uh, I, th- I think my final thought uh, on this, Ken, is, you know, uh, The Rise of Skywalker works for me because it really lays itself bare. It's, um, it, it, it leaves itself open to realistic critiques or, or cynicism or, you know, mm-hmm. accurate jokes of like, isn't that last line a, a knock-knock joke? <laughs> like, Ray who? Fine, great, valid. Right. Uh, it opens itself up to, uh, to realism, to cynicism, but it's just got this huge beating heart of hope of saying like, but what if we push past the fear? What if we push past the, the cynicism? What if we did work together? And, and for me, I, uh, that's what I wanted to do with picking this as my, is my favorite because there's a part of me that goes like, there's so much debate about this. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take the lesson of the film <laughs> yeah. and I'm just going to be honest that for me, this line really works, really moving, brings the Skywalker saga home to that great final note for me. 
It's a song I keep wanting to sing, and I hope we get to sing a whole lot more of it. Uh, well said. Well said, indeed. Uh, great line. Great choice. Brave choice, but no doubt <laughs> that uh, um, what uh, moves you about this line, I think, moves other people as well. So happy to uh, support you sharing that wonderful line. Great choice. Great list. Man, we did it. We did it, Joseph. We Ugh. we did the hardest one to rank for us. We had so many just even I have honorables to the honorables. Not not. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A ton of great lines. This has been such a a fun uh, journey to go on. So thank you for uh, hosting us here on Rank to go through all these lines and and have this fun way of looking at the films. Well, I'll tell you what, the force led us here because uh, we were kind of not scrambling in a bad way, but just like, oh, we got to get some ranks. Hey, what if we rank the new Hope lines? That sounds great. Boom. Here we are doing all nine films. The force uh, reminded us it was a feeling we had. We were already on our journey to rank. <laughs> so happy to uh, do that. Thank you, sir. Hey, we're the Force Center Podcast. You can uh, find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. Uh, podcast is uh, also on Facebook. If you want to like us there, Force Center Podcast. You can get an Audible uh, book, an audio book on us if you want to by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. We have merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Podcast is available in a lot of different spots. Just search and you'll find us. If we're not there, let us know. We'll try to get to that location. Uh, also, you can support us directly if you choose at patreon.com slash Force Center. From there, you can get access to our Discord server where great conversations from wonderful Force Center friends happens every single day. You can follow me at Ken Napsock or go to my website, kennapsock.com for information on all the things I do. Just where can they go for you and your accomplishments? <laughs> I don't know about accomplishments, but you can watch me bumble around the world on social media. You can uh, check out Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, my handle on all those places is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And then for all my other comedy adventures, uh, past, present, and future, uh, you can find those all on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Wonderful. Do it, my friends. That is it. What will we rank next? What series is coming? Ah, we're going to find <laughs> out. But Star Wars is big. We've done it. We've done it. We've ranked all the lines from all the movies. That is it for this week, my friend. Star Wars has been right. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 